Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It is 534 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Dave Campbell, and Kellen Kennedy with you. We'll tell you that guests and orders now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's a great place for a Christmas or New Year's party. Check out Roos Chris. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. You can follow the sizzle in the 9990 Jasper Avenue and tell Chris and Chef Eltaff that Oilers now sent you. Open Tuesday through Sunday from 5 p.m. until close and open 4 o'clock on other game days like tomorrow. Tomorrow's a 7 o'clock puck drop. This show, by the way, will start at 4 tomorrow instead of 5 o'clock. As we head off to the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline, I just uh, I, we're, we're talking a bit about the fact that the Oilers started the year 3-9-1 and, and how many of you thought the Oilers would be above 513 games later? And how many of you are ready to uh, run off Evan Bouchard? Uh, DS says, Bob, I didn't want to trade Evan at 13 games into this season. I wanted to trade Bouchard 13 games into last season as there was a play going into the corner end zone and he turned away from the contact and left the puck at the corner. Things have changed. Wow, was I ever wrong. Well, again, right now Bouchard's top three in the league in defense scoring. He's on a heater. Um he led NHL defensemen in playoff scoring last year. He's part of a great power play, and he's made it better. Always had the offensive upside, no question about it. Like our next guest, like when you're talking upside as being one of the top uh, insiders in the business, well, there's only one Elliot Friedman, and he joins us, and nobody keeps me honest like Elliot, which many of you love. Hello, Elliot. How are you doing? I see that you're, uh, you're collecting receipts. <laughs> uh, didn't go too well for Deion Sanders, did it, as the season wore on? No, that that definitely did not, Bob. No, it didn't. You're right, but uh, I loved watching. I loved watching his team play. It was great theater. It was early in the year, and you know what became great theater as the season wore on? The Alabama Crimson Tie. That became great theater as the season. Oh, wore on. <laughs> yes. And uh, Zach, so Zach Hyman and myself had a little. We have a little friendly wager. Uh, in the, oh, yeah? Yes. Michigan, Alabama? Yes. Yeah. He has to wear a Bama hat in a scrum, and I have to sneak one on to the Sportsnet regional set if Michigan wins. Oh, wow. There we go. We'll see if we can make that happen. All right. Uh, did you see things? I mean, I'm trying to recall here. 3-9-1, I think we were both a little bit surprised that the coaching change was made as quickly as it was. 
It was made. Uh, Chris Knobloch's 10-3. and three. He's got the orders on an eight-game heater. Connor McDavid's got 22 points over those eight games. Uh, Evan Bouchard's got points in 12 straight games, 18 points. Elliot, they're not completely firing on all cylinders yet. They could still use no. some more juice from their second line. But what are you seeing? Because I know you watch all the Oilers games. Well, I mean, look, they're getting saves. That's the number one thing. Uh, Skinner has, um, you know, he's he's making more saves now, so that's important. Overall, you know, Pickard gave you guys a big start the other night, which is important. You're going to need one in, uh, in a while from him. Um, I mean, you're getting more saves than you were. That's the number one thing. Um, you know, you've got a couple of guys on a heater. You know, McDavid is obviously on a heater. A couple of other guys are on a heater. But I, the thing I'm interested in watching all this is that Dreisaitl really isn't going yet. And so, um, you know, I still think even though you guys are on a tear, there's a lot more guys here with something to give. As you said, Bouchard's been hot. McDavid's been hot. Hyman's been fantastic. But there's a lot of other guys who haven't really gotten going yet. So... I think, Bob, we're seeing sort of like beginning of the year, I didn't think you guys are as bad as you showed. Yeah. I think that's kind of borne out. Even though you're hot right now, I still don't think you guys are as good as you can be. So I, I think there's still more to give. Oh, that's interesting. And I, I wonder whether or not the scope changes for the Oilers uh, in potential needs. So I think it's just generally assumed at some point one way or another, there has to be a resolution with another goaltender. Even either Picker yeah. gets a couple more st- starts and is solid, and I think he's a great organizational number three goaltender. You saw mm-hmm. the game on Sunday, man. They were diving on the grenade for him in the third period, like they well, were. Well, he also he made one huge save right before the empty netter, and I mean, yeah. you know, that's the thing. Like all you're asking for your goalie, even Skinner, is just make one more save than the other guy. And Picker did that on yeah. Sunday. You know, he, you know, like, and, and you could tell they, they were really happy for him. There's there's no question about yeah. that. But he did the job he had to do. Like, he, he's not going to get a ton of games, and he's got to give them something in the games he does. And, and he did. And the other thing here, um, you know, Bob, I, like, you, you, I mean, anyone here who's, who followed me talking about the others has heard that, I think they've weighed the moment where they were going to bring Campbell back, and I think they were committed to doing it. Now, he had he was one start away from coming back yep. uh, last week, and he had the bad start on the Saturday night against Henderson. And then I think they were thinking of doing it going on the road next week. Or is it th- – when do you guys go on the road? This week, uh, next week, when is it? Uh, Monday, we fly to New York. Okay, so I think they were thinking about it uh, when you guys go on the road. But again, he had a rough start the other night, right? I looked and saw a couple of the goals. So, you know, I I think it's a tough spot for you guys here because I think you guys have been committed to bringing him back. um, But if he's going to struggle... It makes it harder, right? So I, I think you guys are in a real tough spot. Yeah, it's interesting, right? I mean, I could see Pickard getting the start uh, in the first of the two games in the back-to-back uh, against New Jersey again, who are a very good team, very quick, fast, exciting team. They'd played yep. three games in four days. I thought they lacked a little bit of juice. And uh, and I was pleased with how Edmonton – I was not pleased with how the Oilers started the game yesterday. And it had nothing to do with Bedard's goal against. 
okay? Mm-hmm. Because he's so damn good, he's going to be able to do he that. He could have scored that goal against the 2010 Olympic team. Like, that's how good that goal was. Maybe not against the 2014 Olympic team, which gave up three <laughs> goals in the entire tournament. Yeah. That was a pretty good defensive yeah. team. Um, but, you know what? Like, Chicago came out, Felino and Dickinson, a pair of pending UFAs. Yeah. And, and Felino just absolutely obliterated Ryan McLeod with a hit 10 seconds into the game. Mm-hmm. And that set the like the Oilers were on their heels a bit. For I'll give Chicago credit, but Elliot, mm-hmm. we've seen with Chris Knobloch's teams here, and we're 13 games into the Knobloch coaching experience, they don't panic. There's they're mm-hmm. they're calm, and eventually they just kind of worked and took. And Chicago's in a tough position; they're a full blown rebuild. But yeah, you, you have to. They had one scoring chance, Elliot, in the final two periods. Look, you know what it comes with, Bob? It comes with results. When when you guys were going really badly, um, you know, you guys were panicking. And it's like you, you dig yourself a whole thing like quicksand, right? The more you struggle, the more you fall into it. And, you know, you guys were in a position uh, where everything was going wrong for you. Now you're getting some wins. Um, things are going well. Everybody's calmer. And look, like last night going into that game, when you're on the ride, you're on. You can't take it for granted, but you believe you're the better team, right? And I just saw that last night. Even though Bedard scored early, it was it was a beautiful goal. I just saw a team that it feels better about itself and knew it was better than the opponent, and they, they were going to get themselves going. And you guys haven't had a lot of that this year. You're starting to get it back. We're joined by Elliot Friedman. Um, Elliot, I, I got to ask you this. Does it change the scope for the Oilers? Again, they'll do something goaltending-wise. We'll have a resolution on that front. Yeah. Um, right now, their defense looks way better. Okay? Yeah. They do. They look way better. And they've got two or three guys in the farm that the organization's fairly – they've got greater depth at, at uh, defense than they do at forward in this organization – What's the market going to be like, do you think, for potential top six wingers? Well, I, I think I think it'll be hot. Like, like, for example, this whole Bouchard thing, I never thought you guys were trading Bouchard. Even when things were going badly and he was struggling, I, I never thought for a second he was going to get traded. I, I think that was just, you know, I understand why fans get upset, and I don't have any problem with that. They're why we get paid. Uh, but I don't think that was ever realistic. You know, I, I think still you're going to have to sort out the goalie issue, as you said, Bob, and that's probably number one. But I think at the very least now, what you do is you just sort of calm down, relax, and see, you know, as this plays out over the next 20 to 30 games, you know, what do you guys think you really need? And that's where we're going to go here. We're going to figure out, um, what you guys feel you need. So uh, what you've bought yourself now is time. As, you know, you're not technically in the wild card spot, but you are in terms of point percentage. So you can sit and let it, let it relax here. You know, I actually think that's one of the best things that Holland has done in his time in Edmonton is when there's been mass panic and you guys have at least a week or two a season where that happens, he tends just to let it ride, right? And so he did that here, and you guys have time to figure out what it is you really need in addition to sorting out the goaltender situation. 
I think it's fair to concede that the Oilers have a pretty good top five forwards. McDavid, Drysaddle, Hyman, Nugent Hopkins, and Evander Kane. They're looking potentially for, and and maybe Connor Brown gets the offensive juices coming. He's done a great job in the PK. He's probably better mm-hmm. suited as a third liner. Fogel's better suited as a third liner. McLeod's a bottom six forward, in my opinion. Uh, Janmark and Ryan are very useful players. That doesn't include Holloway. I wonder whether or not there might be a right wing out there that might make some sense uh, for Edmonton. That's a pending UFA where they can make the money, you know, the money potentially work down the road. Well, I think the one thing is is that you guys are basically dollar in, dollar out, right? Yep. And, you know, I mean, like, you know, one of the things I think you guys kind of had to look at there was if you had to make a panic move, was a guy like Fogel going to have to go? And now you can dial all that stuff back. So, like I said, Bob, I, I think you guys have time to figure out now you have time now and there's no panic now. Now you can't backslide. You have to keep going. To me, I think the number one difference in your team is health. McDavid is healthy. Eckholm is healthy. And a lot of your problems have gone away with that. But you know, you have, you have time to figure things out. Like, um, you know, also there's the whole Broberg issue. You know, what does he bring you? Does he bring you uh, a young player that could use a fresh start too that you want to plug in? I don't know. But that's another situation where maybe it's used to make a move that you need to make. All right, let's do some quick hitters around the league. Craig Berube pays the price, basically a 500 team. That's a team a couple years ago that, you know, when they won the Cup, Bo Meester and Pareko were their top shutdown pairing, and Petrangelo got you know, the second pairing, uh, second forward line matchups. Petrangelo's gone. Bo Meester's retired. It's not the same team. They have a much smaller defense. What's mm-hmm. St. Louis going to do here beyond firing the coach? Well, I, I, you know, the one thing is, don't forget, like, this is a team that almost made a big deal with Philadelphia last year for Travis Sanheim in the summer, right? And Tory Krug blocked it. So they, they've been trying some things, um, or at least have tried to do a couple of things. You know, uh, Doug Armstrong said today he singled out Pareko for praise. He singled out uh, Krug for play, praise, called him very competitive. But, he, but I think in the, in the D zone, you know, they're a problem. Um, and actually he pointed out, you know, a couple, I just watched them and you can see it. And he pointed out that when we're not playing very well, our defense and our goaltenders uh, look the worst. Um, you know, I, I just think they're like, I have wondered, you know, who's one of, who's one of Doug Armstrong's best friends, Bob. Ken Holland. So I, like, I do want, like he said today that Drew Bannister is not guaranteed to, to, to guaranteed to be the head coach the rest of the year. So what that says to me is that what, what that says to me is that he wants to talk to people. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Woodcroft is one of those people, hmm. um, you know, because he'll get a record. He'll get the goods on him from the guy who runs the Edmonton Oilers. So I think I think that but I do think one thing that's going to happen there is, you know, he said they have Brad Richards now talking to them about the power play. And I think these own coverage is going to be a big deal. And I think those are the kinds of things he's going to look at and say, all right, uh, who can fix this? Now, the one thing I think about Bannister 
is that he has the advantage because he's in there now. Yep. And if he does anything, he'll put the clamps down on that job. Okay. Uh, switching to uh, you know potential targets for teams with pending UFAs, the Calgary Flames. And they played competitively against both Colorado and Vegas. Yeah. Ultimately didn't win either of the games. Tanev, you know, took a hellacious hit in the game against right at the start of the game by Ross Cole. Yeah, first shift. What's going on? Where do you what's what do you think happens? Tanev, uh, Tanev, Hannafin, and Lindholm. Well, you know, I, I think this. I think Tanev. I think in a perfect world, they would try to keep Tanev. I don't know that that's possible, Bob. But I think they would like to keep him. I just don't. I'm not convinced it's possible. You know, Hannafin, that was one that they stepped up uh, a little bit. But obviously, as I sit here right now, I don't know that that's anywhere. The problem with Lindholm, and I do think some teams have talked to him about Lindholm, is that he hasn't played very well. And that's an issue. Um, you know, look, I, I think Calgary would like to let it play out. Um, I think they um, I think they wanted to give it a bit of a run and see where it would be. You know, as you said, they played really they played pretty well in Colorado and Vegas, and they only got one point. Like it's tough. Um, but I just think the thing with them is that they prefer to let it wait. I wouldn't be surprised to see all three of them go. I just don't know what the timing of that's going to be. Has Seattle entered the chat as a team that might, I mean, they lost eight straight games until last night. Could they be a team potentially looking uh, to, to move some guys out? Uh, I, I, the, the, the thing is, I think they need to find a scorer, Bob. And that's what I hear. Like, I wrote it last week, and someone told me that's exactly what they're doing is they're trying to they're starting to investigate what can they do to find a score and i think that's kind of where their situation is so i don't necessarily think it's going to be about moving out it's going to be about okay what can we do to bring what do we have to do to bring in someone who can help us and you know i so i i now the one thing i've heard is I still think he's getting checked out, but I think Grubauer could be gone for a while. Wow. So I think that might affect their whole situation, too. I wondered about Adam Larson because he's, he's got another year, and he's a hell of a player. I really like Adam Larson. But I had a few people tell me they don't think he's going anywhere. Yeah. Uh, Anaheim? Again, uh, still, like the one guy there I always watch is Gibson. Simply because I think he would like to go to a team that had, that was more ahead on its curve, but the issue with Gibson is the contract, and not so much the contract. It's just that he misses a lot of games. Would they trade Zegras? I don't think right now. Like I, I, I really do think that they are trying to see if they can make this work. There, it was you know I'll tell you it was it was not a pretty contract dispute. There were some hard feelings there, but once it was over, I had people say to me, like, they are serious about seeing if they can make it work. It's tough to, it's tough to find that kind of talent, Bob. Well, they're set at center, I mean, with Carlson and McTavish, and McTavish plays the game the right way, and Carlson's going to be very good. they got two really good 
you know, guys or future one-two center. Elliot, love having you on the show. Well, you know what, Bob? Like, you've got time, number one. Yep. And number two, it's all you got to be very careful about giving up on talent. You really do. Like, you know, whatever flaws people find with Zegras, he's a really talented guy. And people shouldn't forget that, and I'm betting uh, Pat Verbeek wouldn't forget that. Great stuff, Elliot. Thanks for joining us on Oilers Now. All right, buddy. Speak to you later. Yep, 553 at Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. We will be back with the Oilers Prospect Report for Reface Magic. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 5.36 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Dave Campbell, and Kellen Kennedy, Oilers Now. We just had Elliot Freeman on for Abe's Door Service, where services are specially visit abesdoor.ca. You can join New West Travel this June for the 14-day Globus Tour to the beautiful countryside of Newfoundland features the Iceberg Festival. Your new West Travel Newfoundland package includes flights, hotels, meals, guided local tours to see Iceberg Alley, whale watching, and lighthouses along the coastal cliffs. Plus, meet the locals for Screech, or a Screech. Save $400 when you book and by December the 30th. Reach out to newwesttravel.com. All right, into the Oilers Prospect Report for Reface Magic. Save money on your kitchen renovation. Don't replace Reface. We will tell you that the Edmonton Oilers, um, we got six games out of Raphael Lavoie. He went back down to Bakersfield. He has seven goals and 10 points in 13 games to the Condors. 32 goals and 55 points his last 74 games in the American League. His focus of late, uh, he's he's taken on some penalty-killing responsibilities. This could be an option for the Oilers to watch. Not saying a a top-six option, but a guy with some size, still got to work on the uh, first-step quickness and that sort of thing. But I like the fact that he took ownership and wanted to kill some penalties. Again, you can text us at any time at 780-496-0063. Bob, would you load up Holloway, a first-round pick, Broberg, and Jack Campbell for Zegras? No, I would not, Dawson. I am not a big Zegras guy. I'm I, I'm going to tell you right now, Mason McTavish is a player. Leo Carlson, player. I'm not the biggest fan, but, you know, that's kind of how it works. Um uh, Again, you can text us 780. Oh, I can answer this one from AJ from St. Thomas. He says, Bob, uh, the team traded Sam G as a roster spot salary balancer before. Would you move Connor Brown uh, as that roster spot moved out? Well, Connor Brown's making $775,000, which is nothing. And he and Yanmark are the best pairing of penalty killers the Oilers have. I, if the order, you know, if if you're looking at the top five of McDavid, Drysaddle, Nugent, Hopkins, Kane, and Hyman, and saying they need a six forward, I'm putting Connor Brown on the third line all day. I, I, you know what? He hasn't produced, and that's what you're looking for out of a top six forward. But he's been exceptional in a support role. He's a great penalty killer. Thanks for the text, uh, AJ from St. Thomas. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn. And when we come back, our NHL insider, John Shannon, for Legacy Heating and Cooling.